Guys, we have a breaking report from the news itself. Donald Trump is dead. <laughs> Get that toilet flushing sound effect, Chris. Flush that turd. Um, he is dead. He is a gross yeah. dead bitch. As we're recording this, uh, Donald Trump went to the uh, Christmas tree thing as he would bring a dying child to. And uh, his, his motor cr- motorcade turned around really quick. I mean, this is going to come out like tomorrow morning. We'll know for sure if he's dead. But... My immediate thought is like he pooped himself or something. <laughs> but if he died, that's so funny. Oh, that's be so, so hilarious. Well, yeah, we, we're gonna have to like watch Twitter closely while we're recording yeah. this. Yeah, so we can yeah, bring yeah. you actually breaking news of the president finally stroking out. <laughs> but I know mean, how, think I know, how he's not dead yet. Dude, but like how he was. He really he doesn't like the job at all. But no. he really wanted to go sing "Oh Christmas Tree" in front it. of the he Christmas the song. tree, like and, and, then, and then he literally shit himself to death in the back of the presidential limousine. I was gonna sing. I know all the German words, and then I shit my pants. He he looked like shit at that rally in Mississippi before the special election. There, by the way, shouts out Mississippi for uh, voting for Lurleen Wallace. Well done. Uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> uh, Holy fuck, he looked bad. Yeah, he's, he's uh, like he's a seventy-two-year-old cubic like lard ball. I no, mean, the, the the picture of him from uh, like last weekend when he's at Mar-a-Lago, those oh two God. utter absolute oafs, and he's giving that, that like crooked thumbs yep. up, uh. just like with his like like gargoyle like face behind a giant baseball cap that yep. says USA. Yeah, one of, like I said, one of the most powerful images I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, look at that image to just like so powerful to what pass if? through the Stargate. It's not. He's not dead though, because <laughs> I know how this. Donald Trump had a stroke, and when he comes to, he'll, like, say the same stuff he did, but he'll have, like, a British accent. <laughs> It'll be, like, one of those things. Yeah. Well, no, I... I um, if he dies, that's... I'm going to be pissed because I have two other episodes of the documentary coming out uh, <laughs> Thursday and Friday, and it's just going to get overshadowed by that fucking asshole again. <laughs> I'm working on this for two years, and then this guy just fucking dies. So, uh, once again, to reiterate... To you now, uh, listening to this episode tomorrow. <laughs> Donald Trump is dead. Tomorrow, breaking news: Donald Trump may or may not be dead. <laughs> he we, will bring, we will bring you. We will bring you more coverage on this incident as it does or does not happen. Chris, honestly, just keep in the stuff where we say he's dead because if he's not, it's like everyone makes right mistakes. now. He is Schrodinger's fat. <laughs> That's, I mean, he, it is more likely he just pooped himself. Yeah, he, he did poop me. Uh oh, gotta go back. I got to, to, go I got to wear an entire. Phenomenal. I got to wear an entire boo-boo. second pair of pants that day because I pooped in the first one. I couldn't use them and anymore. I, I, I got I was, to wear. I got to wear a whole new pair of pants. Most people only wear. I've known of some people who even wear the same pants three days in a row. Not me. And, and the thing is, I didn't even have to go to the bathroom. Don't you? Most people they wait for the bathroom. It's terrible. There's just lost hours. And me, I just write in my pants. That's more and time other, for deals. More <laughs> time for deals. And I was such a big boy about it. I got a lollipop. <laughs> President G said that he wishes he could poop his pants too. <laughs> he told me. Well, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll bring you more on this breaking story as it develops tomorrow uh, today. Um, <laughs> But uh, we we have a the episode actually is going to be a uh, sort of Trump related one because here's a little behind the scenes magic you know I'm thinking okay midweek episode what are we going to do 
ooh, gigantic article, investigative piece in the Miami Herald today uh, documenting the extent of Jeffrey Epstein's rape at Child Rape Empire and its connections to basically by a bipartisan, like every lever of power. And, and then I was like, you know what? Did it. Did it already? Called it, and Matt literally called it called on our it. call, a pre-recorded call-in show on Sunday. Oh. And I literally don't want to do another episode where oh. I want to like put a shotgun in my mouth yeah. at the end. I will of it. say, I mean, in fairness, we did know the outlines of the Epstein thing that he had this bipartisan uh, sex uh, plane and island, and that he was caught, and that. The government made an incredible sweetheart deal with him, basically because he threatened to say who was on the sex island like with a, him. A, a, not just a sweetheart deal that is like li- literally insane. If there were, if the, if the crimes he was accused of, yeah, was being, life in prison. Anyone else, a prosecutor would be salivating to give like the maximum yes, penalty life, under the prison. Not only under was he jail. kept in a VIP section of a county jail that he was allowed to leave every day and go to his office. But like uh, the prosecutors did never release their case or anything. So like all of it was kept quiet and uh, like they never followed up with any. It, I mean, it's incredible. Right. But the thing we learned in this thing is that the guy who co- coordinated the thing I learned anyway, maybe other people knew this, is the guy who basically quarterback this deal as the, the prosecutor as the prosecutor is the current secretary of labor. Hilarious. Well, I mean, you know, it's sort of reversal of the old, you know, you owe somebody a thousand dollars, you've got a problem, you owe someone a bit. If you fuck kids, you've got a problem. If you fuck kids with multiple presidents, they've got a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But you know what? We've been talking about it for We've years. We've talked about it for years much. and years and years. And it, frankly, it wears down on you. It's one of those things where it's like, Oh wow! Everyone finally caught up, and well, yeah, but they yeah. haven't caught up because the only people who take this shit seriously think that Donald Trump is going to stop this. The guy who's Secretary of Labor covered up the Epstein thing. Oh no, he's he's actually an undercover pedophile. Oh yeah, nothing will happen. And so, nothing will happen. Well, I mean, it won't happen now because Trump is dead and he's beyond. He can't be prosecuted. For he was killed by Jeffrey Epstein, who is a white hat pedophile. <laughs> but um, this is all, all my way of saying. We won't be talking about Jeffrey Epstein today. However, the things we do for you, sweet, dear listener, let me tell you. Matt Felix and I have just got done watching about (laughs) two hours, probably, worth of content. It felt like eight. Well, we've just got done perusing the incredible selection of original programming that is now available on the new streaming service, Fox Nation. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have subscribed to Fox Nation. And let me tell you... It is worth every penny. It is. It's like, have you ever imagined what the content that's too stupid and low rent, even for Fox News or Fox Business Channel, is like? Do you ever want to see 10 shows all hosted by Greg Greg Gutfeld? (laughs) (laughs) Then then please subscribe to Fox Nation right now. Fox Nation, like for Greg Gutfeld, it feels like a birthday party that Greg Gutfeld's mom organized. I, I have to say, like, today, you know, I had a good day. I slept eight hours. I woke up before noon. I woke up at 1030 today. I went to the gym. I ate really well. But I feel like I just pulled an all-nighter and just ate brown meals. I feel like I have indigestion. That network gives you the feeling of indigestion. It's just very brown doldrum Excuse me. your brain. Yeah, there's a lot of gut fell. You know, you can get up in that <laughs> gut fell if you want. <laughs> But there's also, they organize it not just by the show, but by the personality, which means that you have a choice of dozens of identical blonde women with probably Fox News mandated breast implants, all of whose names sound like Williams-Sonoma catalog items. (laughs) 
Yeah, what was the, Ainsley Earnhardt? Ainsley, Ainsley Earnhardt. Yeah. Yeah. Carly uh, Shimkus. Cat like, <laughs> Timpf. Cat uh, Timpf is not a real floor, one. Florpy Flap Slop. I just want to read a little bit. This is from the, uh, the Daily Beast coverage of it. So it's a subscription-driven online video channel. It's like, like th- this is their Netflix. And like I guarantee you like the dream is to have like original TV shows and movies and crap like that. But uh, it says here, Do you think old people invite each other over to watch Fox Nation streaming and fuck? Well, no, like old, old people are like they're like it's like uh, they all share one Fox Nation password, and they're like hook me up with that Fox Nation password. I need, I need to watch uh, I need to watch First Thoughts with Tommy Laren. But uh, I just want to read for you. It says, uh, at first glance, Fox Nation appears to be a cornucopia of fresh content. A closer look, however, reels most of the programming to simply be old far-right docu- quote, documentaries with titles like The Great Food Stamp Binge <laughs> and, <laughs> oh and United God. Nations Blood Money, most of which aired on Fox News or elsewhere up to 10 years ago, though, though many have misleading air dates. There is a Greg Gutfeld-hosted program about car chases titled you couldn't stop watching we didn't actually see that one um there's uh Stuart varney is on it all the stars oh, are all your it. star yeah. favorites are here uh, 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 some guy- joseph mengel of the force <laughs> this is like biffy yeah. caltrops this is like the sort of Derwilliger's battalion of media. <laughs> Just, I know, I know you mean Derwangler, but oh, Derwangler, whatever. Derwilliger, that's all those like side, side I'm sorry, yeah. all your culture's no, names just, are stupid. That, it's a Simpsons thing. It makes it sound like it was Sideshow Bob had a Death <laughs> Squad in World War Two. Might so, have. I mean. Again, just just doing a a, a a brief sampling of of what's on offer on Fox Nation, the streaming service. Uh, here's what is apparent. The uh, production values for this are being kept rock bottom. Is you know, like is how they're going to make money on this for sure. Uh, like most of the stuff looks like like the swipes and like title cards and shit look like it was made with iMovie. And, oh, absolute! Do you remember those old <laughs> embedded videos that Trump used to post on Twitter? That was like my trip to Asia. It looked exactly like those. Like with the the same like slow swipes and shit like that, and, and like you know we've we've taken it for granted now that that since its inception, Fox News has been just an organ of propaganda for the Republican Party. Like Roger Ailes founded it with that express purpose. But what's fascinating, I guess, about Fox News, but especially Fox Nation, because this is really like the low rent shit where they can, you know, really get some of that more that that sort of more pure product out there, that raw shit. Yeah, is like not only is it an organ of propaganda for the Republican Party, it's n- it's actually not. It is there is absolutely not a shred of pretense that anything on this at all is not just pure propaganda for Trump specifically. And we'll talk about the the one main thing that we watched all of. Yeah, there was one. There's one. Good piece there's of one actual that we watched one, yeah. literally all forty minutes of, and it was one of the genuinely one of the funniest and most fascinating things I've ever seen. But before we get there, I think we should uh, let the listeners in on some of the other programs that are available now streaming on Fox Nation. Okay, so there's this awful quiz show where. Wait, we- I, I, can we go through them? I have, okay, I have, I have all down. All right, let's start with T- Tommy's first thoughts. Yeah. So first thoughts. I kind of like the name of it because it just like it just implies that it's just some half baked shit she <laughs> she threw out there whenever she heard like the headline. Not even read the story, but it's just YouTube videos. They're just you- YouTube videos for like parents who they tried to get on YouTube, but they entered one letter wrong and went to some Russian site that steals your credit card <laughs> info specifically for old people that make that mistake. And it's sort of it's pointless. 
it's like it's like it's just her two minute kind of rants, and uh, she really sucks at narrating things. She like doesn't have even worse than me. Yeah, the first one was about uh, the gas protests in Paris. And she's like, you know, memo to liberals. This is what happens when you raise taxes on gas. And basically it started out about how horrible it was that like all these people were injured and the cars were on fire all over Paris. But then she basically came around to supporting the protests because... No, I mean, she was basically in favor of them the whole time. Yeah, they're rural French people protesting against big government gas taxes. So she's basically in favor of those protests. French teacots. <laughs> what what is a good... What is like an equivalent to a bungler that they would say about Macron? I don't know enough French. Ooh. This is, no, this is a listener quiz. Yeah, 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 listener yeah. quiz. If you can think of something a French teacup would call Macron, you win. I don't. I don't know. I'll buy you a fucking car. <laughs> I won't remember to do it. You won't get mad at me. Uh, Tommy's first thoughts is mostly just fucking pablum. Just like all her videos are supposed to, like you know, really trigger people and get like sixty year olds to be like, "Ma'am, I would love it if you took my son's arm in marriage." <laughs> yeah. uh, but there was one thing I liked. Because uh, it just betrays like what a bad thinker she is. Where she goes, it looked like the scenes of a sci-fi battle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like yeah. it looks like any like riot in a city. There's no yeah. sci-fi <laughs> shit. Just a fucking dunce. And then the second one was, of course, about you know the uh, immigrant invasion that's currently ongoing. That was actually a big theme of many of these shows. It was basically, it was, you, you flip through it. It was just a bunch of ham-faced monsters making using uh, joke voices to make fun of. Uh, uh, child uh, migrants being gassed. Oh, Dios mío, there's oh, gas in me. Oh, a spicy yeah. Oh, no, this is a hot tamale. That was basically it. I like, mean, fucking the, the, the Crisco-basted face of fucking uh, uh, Harlan Hill. Just, or no, not Harlan Hill. Todd Harlan, Starnes. Harlan, Harlan, Harlan Hill's dad. <laughs> Harlan <laughs> Hill's dad, Todd Starnes, going, eh, well, well. Wait, meanwhile, just if he underwent like a fraction of the hardship of any one of these people, this guy is basically on the verge of death and he makes six figures and lives in Park Slope. How the hell would he even survive on the fucking Honduran border? Um, actually, one of the arguments Tommy made against the caravan, and she was like, you keep hearing in the media that all oh, these poor people, they've walked so far while they've ignored reports it's about some of them hitchhiking and taking <laughs> buses, and it was just like, yeah, some of them came, uh, the, you know, traveled this distance hanging on to a semi. Uh, yeah, lazy. I, I like how yeah, the demographic of people who will like wage a crusade against a Ruby Tuesday that doesn't <laughs> honor a two-year expired coupon because they drove fifteen minutes. They're just like, yeah, well, you know, some of them even got to sit down for some of the rides. So. <laughs> T- Tommy Laren's uh, first thoughts. Uh, I I grade it. Tommy Laren's only thoughts. Am I right, folks? Zing. Yeah, uh, ju- yeah just dull. <laughs> just okay. fucking. No, and the other thing is, this is a lot of this content is just repurposed shit from Fox News that they're using to pad out their offerings because they, they they've promised a lot of shows that aren't here yet. The Steve Ducey cooking show is not here yet. Yeah. Uh, the show where the wrestling oaf. Uh, uh, talks about how pc culture is bad isn't on there yet well so they're using their so those tommy's thoughts things those are from her hits on regular fox news and they're just throwing them mm-hmm. on there so i guess like a lot of like some of the segments are called meet there's one segment called meet tommy yeah. that was like where she literally goes back to her high school in south dakota and walks around town and then there's one called meet tyrus so i guess they're trying to like introduce yeah. you to these sort of new younger fox yeah. news fox Don't nation be scared of them. yeah yeah they're not <laughs> here to steal your clock radio <laughs> 
we'll get to those. So uh, Tommy's first thoughts, again, just like two-minute clips of her rants that are repurposed from Fox News. You, you already know that. I'm sure you've maybe even already seen it. You can pretty much guess what they are. Okay, speaking of dull, let's move on to The Wise Guys. This, now, The Wise yeah. Guys, you're talking about you're talking about some characters, okay? You're talking about, imagine, this show, The Wise Guys should actually have been called uh, The Five People You Meet and Have Dinner With <laughs> in Hell. This is, imagine a totally empty restaurant where you have to sit at a table and listen to Byron York, yes. Bill Bennett, oh, fuck yeah. Mark Penn, mm-hmm. Molly Hemingway, yes. and Pat Buchanan fuck have a up. conversation for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. That's how long that... We went from me, like uh, Tommy's First Thoughts, which was two minutes, to an hour, a 90-minute show that's filmed in an empty restaurant of literally five corpses looking which at each other. Which is lit like the fucking... Uh, the, the room in the first Saw movie... You know, with the fluorescent lights. It's and, flickering. And yeah, Elway's sawing his foot off. Just like lit in a way to make them all just look like cadavers who've been had their shoes filled with sawdust and propped up at these fucking tables. Yeah, the lighting <laughs> the lighting of the entire network actually, I noticed that it looked like the exact lighting of the pedophile couple from Running Scared. Yes, exactly. Like, like that. It, it was like it was like the lighting guy like didn't like anyone on <laughs> but, this network. Well, it doesn't help that most of the people on this network are near death. <laughs> yeah. Like my, uh you got a guy who's a 900 years old like like Bill Bennett or or Pat Buchanan or a guy who looks like he's 900 because he's been eating nothing but fucking, you know, uh, cl- uh Clinton uh campaign fucking lunch tray platters <laughs> for the past 10 years. Mark Penn just this they just look like they're all wearing diabetic support hose underneath their fucking pinstripe pants. Except, so, except, Nick, except for Molly Hemingway. Yeah, they fucking look good. They're sallow. That you can see like rims under their eyes. They look like little hogs. But, like, the, the, the energy is like, like, the, like Wise Guys is probably like, that's pitch, like that's probably their most mature offering. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know? not a lot of, not a lot of. Uh, this is like. If the McLaughlin group, again, were held in a restaurant and lasted two no, hours. No, fuck you. The McLaughlin group <laughs> way more so much better. Yeah. McLaughlin group fucking ruled. Okay. McLaughlin yeah, was a you're right. McLaughlin did. Yeah. McLaughlin was yeah. so pimp when he would just be like, Pat, what do you think about the SS? Warren G. Harding was a Negro. Tony Blankley, your thoughts. Yeah. Go. And, and so this was probably the most dull television was, I've ever it was, seen. Yeah. It, it, like, it felt so like this per- is like if everybody at the McLaughlin, you went to the McLaughlin group right after getting dental surgery it was it <laughs> like, was like no energy it was like fucking purgatory yeah. it was just like it was like the, the, the scene in dante's inferno where like they're walking around and everyone is like buried up to their neck in ice yeah. or something but they're talking to you about the midterm elections yeah. brutal yeah. yeah i mean you know what i noticed pap buchanan barely said anything during this yeah because it was like he was probably so bored. Oh god! Because they're like so, so. So I noticed a lot of military members are running, but they're Democrats. And Pat Buchanan's like, "Oh my god!" I had all this stuff about the swimming pool at Auschwitz, and I'm just not going to be able to talk. When about are it. we going to talk about Dresden? Yeah. He just he, Pat Buchanan had all this shit where he's like, "I have a list of all my favorite members of the SS who were honorable, by the way," <laughs> and it just all it is is just Mark Penn talking about like, yeah, you know, moms. Arby's voters. Yeah, awful. <laughs> Uh, at one point, the 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 horrific, just shambling, towering mountain of Bill Bennett uttered the phrase, "If I were a suburban woman," and that's when, like, I I just honestly like 
It was no, like I, I was dead. It was like Hellraiser. Yeah, I we all just, experienced yeah. brain death. <laughs> just ego death happened. Yeah, it was like yeah ayahuasca or something. What? Yeah, it was one of the most boring. <laughs> like there are literally shows in other countries where it's like it. It's a joke in a book, but it, in the book, but it is a real thing where it's just like it shows a train going from one <laughs> destination. That would honestly be so much better than this. Well, that's calming to watch. This is just like, ugh, it's like you're, <laughs> you're on, even despite how dull it is, there's just like a, a certain air of tension because, yeah, you know, Pat Buchanan is just thinking about it was a transit camp, not a death camp. <laughs> Pat Buchan- and then Molly, just God knows what's going on in her head. Just like that backwards chant from Eyes Wide Shut is just permanently <laughs> on repeat. That, that's a you have two amazing like Molly Hemingway has some of the best takes. Oh yeah, seen. and Pat like what can you, Pat has it's been Pat. at it. It's <laughs> Pat. Pat has been at it for fifty years, just being like middle Americans want a president who will stand up to the Jews, <laughs> the Holocaust industry, and it's like how do you have those two on? And your show is literally the most boring thing on the streaming service. Just you know. Let him let him be real. I love that it's called the wise guy. Yeah, because you know, they like, are yeah. trying to evoke sort of a mob. Because that's why it's at the table. Yeah, it's at a restaurant. It's exactly. like hey, yeah, you know, we're it's like the guy. We're having a sit down. And the thing is, that works when you have like the real, like the 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 steak and and hooker. Uh, bottles and models, like five minutes from us, cocaine heart attack guys, like uh, like that fucking Eric bowling and Eric Bo Deedle. Deedle. yeah, yeah. That Eric, those guys, those New York guys, yeah. But these guys, for the most part, are pencil neck DC twerps. That doesn't work. It's the wrong vibe. Oh my god, I, dude, Bo Deedle is not on Fox Nation. They need Insane. to give him a he's show. Too, he's too where good. He's just uh, Rayos, yeah. Rayos, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, like he's just it's, it's, his, uh, his macaroni. Yeah, and it's like the, his show is just that scene in Wolf of Wall Street where he comes in and take. He's like taking pills and he's like. Last time you did this, you put your face in the macaroni. <laughs> How about yeah, it's called it's called uh, clean shoot with uh, Bo Deedle, where they say they talk about a police shooting, and wouldn't you know it, it was a clean shoot. Well, actually, they do have they, the Mark yeah. Furman diaries. <laughs> we'll That's get, literally what that show is. <laughs> we'll get to just Mark taking Furman. any like black child who was killed and being like, actually, he had a RPG. We'll get to the Mark Furman show in a second, but Bo Deedle must have a talk show on Fox Nation. If fucking these fucking corpses can have one, we need. No, but that's, I think that's the point of Fox Nation. I mean, you know what I, I realized during this? Like, how, what a talent Sean Hannity is compared to just Todd Starnes. It's, just yeah. nothing. He has nothing. He has absolutely nothing. Like, Sean Hannity has this, like, confidence when he gets on. He's like, Democrats uh, say that they're not racist, but they're racist to Republicans. And it's like, he's just so confident. That well, he it's it's all the working brain. out he does with Chuck Liddell. Yeah, you know, new and street like, yeah. style of MMA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just like these. This is the B team for oh, sure. Th- this Everyone is the on B this team. team. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Well, you mentioned Starnes. Let's get to Starnes. He's got a show just called. Bad. He's got a show called Starnes Country. This just again. His his just with the only county in it. The only county in America where every citizen is his own zip code. <laughs> <laughs> you sit around Starnes County. You sit, around, folks. He's fat, but he also has. The most like pipsqueak baby face as well. Yeah, he has a. I wouldn't say gravelly voice, more of a gravy voice. But <laughs> he's uh, no, he has like a sort of smooth, deep voice that is smooth like. Gravy. Now re- he reminds me of uh, uh, Stefan Heck said this said this this week to Eric Erickson, but I think it applies just as well to Todd Starnes. He said, "How do you have time for all this when you have to keep alerting people that a Warner Brothers cartoon is over?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> But uh, so it, it's Todd Starnes, and it comes on. And there's like a countrified font underneath it. That's like 
sort of cowboy and gritty. Yeah, this is like, how we do it. Contrast that with Todd Starnes' face is hilarious. Yeah. And then, like, it just opens up, and it's just, again, in the goofiest way imaginable, the most ghoulish propaganda, like, you could ever possibly conceive. He's just literally, he literally says, this weekend, an ar- an invading army of illegal aliens attacked our border and our border patrol. It was an act of war. Yeah, it's like Augustus Gloop, but he's editing Der Sturmer. <laughs> It's horrifying. And then, it, as we've made, as we've alluded to before, he goes on to literally make fun of children being uh, gassed. Um, and then he says, "Nobody's asking the real question: What kind of parent would put their kids in harm's way?" Of course, the vast majority are grown men and teenagers who want to cause mayhem. They want to pull my pants down and laugh at my little penis. Yeah, I just, I just hate Todd. I've always hated Todd Starnes because this has always been his act, like being like. I'm just a good old country boy. I guess my only vice is grits. <laughs> but then, like, it was he had that book, God's Grits, and or no, that was Mike that Huckabee. Was Huckabee, who he was wrote, one of his panel guests. Uh, so it was show. called. Oh, what the fuck was the name? of Oh, they opened book? up my shirt. Like they opened yeah, yeah, up my they hood. my dipstick and egg gravy on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it was like now. It was like now. I'm just a good old son. When I'm in New York City, and then it just like. Now, you know, when I was a kid, they hadn't invented, Jews hadn't invented homosexuality yet. (laughs) (laughs) It just, you remember he had a, he had a, he had a piece for Fox, like when they, when he was still like not just on Fox Nation, or he had some piece where like, He's like talking about living in Park Slope now. Yeah. And he goes to a supermarket and he's like in the cheese aisle and he's like, can you, there's like photos of him holding up and it's like a Manchego and he's like, cool, can you believe this loony stuff? Yep. A Manchego? What the heck is that? Yeah. What in tarnation is this kind of cheese? And it's like, it's like a, dude, it's, it's like, it's just, you're in as, a supermarket. As is always the case, these people who pander to the rube idiot American hayseeds are way more hateful and condescending to them than people like us could ever be. Like, Todd Starn's entire career is a huge insult to everyone from the heartland of this country because he shows absolute contempt for them at every level and thinks, I have to give zero effort and just do the barest, laziest signifiers to you fucking dumb farm animals and you will buy my shitty books and watch my disgusting face on television well i mean trump who like trump like not even trying Mm -hmm. just like he will get up there and be like we love we love just a whole country feast got you down home country lasagna and your Velveeta meal so good and like and like yes sir we love you but Todd Starnes does it and Todd Starnes is just one of the least charming individuals oh, God. ever put good. on TV and it shows like Todd Starnes got shit ratings at Fox News he was only on there because like Rupert Murdoch because he has dementia was like yeah this guy's good uh, and now he's at the kitty table. Yeah, no one's watching Todd I mean, Starnes except us. Well, that's the thing is the thing that we're really stressed about this is that it is. I'm going to predict. Maybe I'll be wrong. It's going to be a fucking failure because these people don't know how to use the computer. It's like we were talking about uh, uh, Alex Alex's piece this yes, week about the Alex Diamond and Lone Silk. Movie. Wrote an article about Diamond and Silk, Dummycrats, Dummycrats, which we're going to watch. I think. Yeah. Oh, we got we got to have it's, Alex it's, back it's on. It's only available to rent on Vimeo. Yeah. That's how you know let it's get, good. I'll, I'll, let me quote the thing. I, I wrote it down. I took a, a screenshot because it was so funny. So, so it's only available on Vimeo. Uh, but and so old people who like who they they tell it like it is. You know the 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 those people. Uh, they they're buying it, but they're they don't know what the hell Vimeo is. 
they assume that they're buying a physical, physical yeah. thing. So one of the messages underneath the Vimeo is, and this is in Alex's piece, quote, I paid nineteen ninety nine and I thought it was on a DVD. It asked if you want to rent it or buy it, so I bought it, and now I don't know what to do. Love you, ladies, but this is very misleading. So, guess I lost my money. This, so they think, <laughs> wait, do they literally think that Diamond and Silk just like made a fake? And per, yeah, they're like, apparently fine with yeah. it. That's how much right, these you, are hogs. You got one over on me, Diamond and like, Silk. Yeah, you got me again, girls. Well done. It's $20, yeah. too. Holy shit. Yeah. I just, so, uh, there's no way. Like, signing up to watch something on the internet. And then navigating a website to find your programs? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's no, not, not many yeah, people it's are not gonna. This. Well, like, not, a, a good chunk of it is pitched to a younger audience, and we'll get like we, none me- of them are we mentioned it uh, Tommy, and then we're gonna talk about Tyrus in a second, and then like the fact that Greg Gutfeld has literally a dozen shows on yeah. Fox Network, on Fox Nation, and he is like one of like, the youngest people on that network, yeah, and, and, he's, and he's like fifty five. Yeah. Greg Gutfeld is like, yeah, he's like Ace. It's like Ace Rothstein's show. <laughs> 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 And now, the Greg Gutfield Dancers. <laughs> oh, we love to see them, folks. Folks, it's Prussian Blue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're woke now, dude. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when we were, uh, all the Greg Gutfield things and, like, and then just the Fox Nation concept in general is, like, we were saying, imagine the rapist dinosaurs who run the Fox network. This is their idea of what, like, is cool and like an for an internet audience, right? You can have I mean, on your phone. I mean, you've probably seen Greg Gutfeld, just like his jokes are like, "Oh, I'm gonna wear one of those horse head masks," or like, "Yeah, my gender is an attack helicopter," like that type of shit. You're like, who? Even, like even right wing people don't like find this entertaining or funny. But yeah, it's the 90 year old rapists who run Fox News are like, this guy's hysterical. He's not afraid to go after anyone. Uh, two quick things. Two quick more things about the uh, Starns Country show. Uh, Starnes played a clip of uh, some bald-headed psycho on Fox News, presumably a representative of, you know, uh, ICE or Border Patrol or something, say the following sentence. We did not use kinetic force on any children. <laughs> we did not tactically separate any any juveniles' uh, heads from their torsos. We have tactically ascertained uh, a kinetic grouping of children scenarios. <laughs> and then uh, the vast majority of the Todd Starn show, which we did not watch, uh, basically is just what he calls his all-American panel which is just him having a conversation with David Bossy, Corey Lewandowski, and Mike Huckabee. Hell yeah. Why, which why, he, which why, he, why would you have Mike Huckabee on with Todd Starnes? He does the Todd Starnes thing better. It's like, true. Why, yeah. It's like, I mean, Mike Huckabee, he's like, I, yeah, he's just like, they both do the same thing of being an animatronic jamboree bear <laughs> and racist but like mike huckabee is objectively better at it like mike huckabee had a far more successful show and no career. no if if they were all at the country bear jamboree uh, uh, huckabee would be on the washboard in the middle of the band <laughs> yeah oh yeah todd starnes would be like in the in the balcony you know he wouldn't even have an instrument he'd just sort of be like waving Gopping. Yeah, 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 he's, yeah. Yeah. he's like the greeter bear yeah. uh, i just had i just had a million dollar idea Lane we may that. not even. We may have to cut this out because I don't want anyone stealing it. Uh, so it's just basically, um, it's Oliver Stone's "The Doors," but about a country bear jamboree band. <laughs> <laughs> There's like the Van Morrison of jamboree bear, Mor- <laughs> yeah. Jim Morrison. 
Oh, what did he I said say? Van Morrison. Okay, well, he was also a singer, so I don't really see how that proved your point. Uh, and oh, one last thing. Todd Starnes introduced the All-American panel by saying, it's the best-looking panel on television, which is just absolutely not true. I mean, I think he was I know. I mean, Corin Lewandowski has that square head that all Polish people have. Very desirable. But, uh, yeah, just an awful hog man. Just rolling around in butter for all to see. Yeah. You hate to see it. You just hate to see it. Yeah, David Bosey looks like a, a casino pit boss who is like a week from getting fired <laughs> for fucking stealing chips. Uh, all right, let, let's let's tear through the rest of them because we got to get to the the, yeah, the, the real the, the, the crown jewel. You subscribe. The, yeah. yeah, the reason that I, I well, I'm, I mean, I I caught a couple. I know uh, Will was taking notes, but I got a couple. Okay. Uh, there's Lou Dobbs Prostate Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, there's the open toe shoe report with Timberly Van Trunk and <laughs> And of course, my favorite show, You've Won a Cruise. Send us your credit card number. Uh, Those are all good programs. There, man. Th- there's one show called uh, Meet Tyrus, and they're introducing this new character into the Fox News universe, Tyrus, who's a former WWE wrestler who became friends with Greg Gutfeld on Twitter and then became a perennial red-eye guest who they're now trying to have his own show called UnPC. Uh, that's right, folks. You thought it was going to be PC? Oh, you are in for Oh, no, I literally turned on Fox News expecting a guy who's sipping a latte to tell me that Black Lives Matter and that he celebrates Kwanzaa. No, oh wait, wait you're telling me he's not PC wait on Fox sh- News? Are, are you saying that this show isn't a safe space? It, uh, yeah, so it's just like I love the idea that it's like yeah, I have no idea. It's just a crazy ser- series of events that I ended up on Red Eye. Just The show, like they were just it was like it was like I, when the Irish came in off the boats and they got drafted into the Union <laughs> Army. That's, that's kind of like the booking process for Red Eye. It's like, have you have you ever even been on like a podcast or anything? Yeah. Please come on. Please, 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 please. There was somebody in Times Square next to the dude trying to get people to go to Caroline's going, want to be on Red Eye? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you like to laugh and or be on television shows at four in the morning? Uh First of all, Greg Gutfeld, just awful. Awful. Just, just like his rat face, is like, disgusting. And it's like he's aging terribly, so he looks even worse than he used to. It's getting, his face is getting puckered. His cheek honestly look like some, looks like an old person's ass. But basically the uh, entire... Like there's puckering and cellulite. It's meet, meet, meet Tyrus was just an interview where Greg is interviewing Tyrus about how important a mentor Greg was in Tyrus's life. And they have amazing chemistry. They have amazing chemistry together. He says he's learned so much from Greg. He doesn't just bash people or make fun of them anymore. And he's evolved politically. Uh, most of it is just clips from Red Eye and showing them like hanging out together like backstage at Red Eye. And there is one detail that I really like where there's a painting of Greg Gutfeld, presumably in his office or something. It's like the portrait of Dorian Gray if it wasn't working and they were both <laughs> just becoming hideous yeah, together at right. the same time. In tandem. Just, yeah, yeah literally rotting. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, look forward to Tyrus. Uh, look forward to I his gotta show. I got to say, he, the guy, he tells it like it is. He's not afraid to offend people. That's when he big. tells uh, an, <laughs> an audience of white old racist shut-ins that black people should obey the police, oh, that, that mean, is, he's not afraid to tell people like it is. That is how Tyrus went, first got famous and really blew up is when his uh, he had a, a rant on Red Eye about how 
you must comply with the police and never resist arrest while wearing a shirt that literally, I'm not making this up, says my life matters yeah. with a brain on Giant it. Giant brain. Cool. So, that, I mean, this is a hack observation, but it is funny thinking about how these people glory in the idea that they hate safe spaces and trample sacred cows. And that this channel is fucking... It is the most safe space I've ever observed. There's not a single moment where any thought that goes against the conservative hive mind is entertained for a second. It's a hermetic bubble. It is the safest possible. It's the fucking Travolta's bubble from that fucking movie, Boy in the Plastic Bubble. Oh, I thought you meant Gotti. <laughs> um, well, if, if, that, if, this is, if that is part of the conservative hive mind, there are corners of that mind that are like the dark, scary attic or basement. Yeah. And that is reserved for a show that is called the Furman Diaries, which is literally almost the Turner Diaries. Basically. It's it almost like, well they, like, it's co- literally called the Furman Diaries. Almost, again, Diary of a Madman, just notes they're found in a serial killer's apartment. After Bridget Jones' crazy. Diary. <laughs> yeah, shit like that. And the, the episode it was just like the Mike Brown episode, and honestly, like I, we couldn't even watch it. Yeah, no, we it had to turn it off. It was just way too dark. Way too dark. So moving on from there, uh, there's the Dana Perino Book Club, well, what do you know? It she interviews Greg Gutfeld about his books. He is everywhere. <laughs> he is every single. Like Greg Gutfeld probably stepped into a reactor a year ago, and they're like, "We have found a way for you to be on seven different Fox shows at once." There's uh, another show hosted by Rachel Campos Duffy, just called Moms. This is Mom, Moms, Moms was like paid advertising for Xanax. Like it was just. It was one of the most insane things. That was the only thing that approached the other good show. Moms was, I mean, you said it was David Lynchian. Yeah, it was and, like David. No, it was like a little bit of John Waters, a little yeah. bit of David Lynch, and that these like it's these five just insane looking women <laughs> who are either like really keyed up or like slurring. And yeah, sort of everyone slow-mo. was well, well, uh, well medicated. I mean, that place was like. That was like the waiting room at JFK's doctor's office. <laughs> Everybody was on some real shit. Yeah, mom, moms is like just moms. Yeah, yeah mom, moms was. It was definitely the most interesting thing on there, besides one thing, obviously. But it was they were like every other show. It just seemed like just a really old person trying to figure out what young people like like hey why don't we do youtube but it's on our own shitty proprietary video service that buffers at 480p for half the video uh but with moms that was like the fox sort of bird brains annex person thing i i love where it's just like just a bunch of ladies who are just you know it's 3 p.m they're on bar three <laughs> and they're like what we should talk about this <laughs> the things yeah, you have kids is different. <laughs> just have a show about it. <laughs> it just like Dana Perino, her show. I got a little bit of that suburban alcoholic vibe, like the harsh suburban. Yeah, like, like, she literally said harsh... it's, a, it's a book club where you don't have to read the book. And, yeah, with Dana Perino, there the the other there are two Fox News characters, right? Or three. There's the rapist, then there's the jamboree bear, <laughs> and then there's like the mean suburban mom who has some sort of chemical dependency and is trying to give one or more of her kids an eating disorder. <laughs> and uh, 
you know, I got a little like the, the Dana Perino one where she's like, don't worry, you don't have to read the book. It's like, whoa, this is awesome. Like, this is like a barbecue in like Kokomo, Indiana, where everyone hates each other. I love this. But again, the conceit where she's going to talk to renowned author Greg Gutfeld about his books, The Joy of Hate, The Untruths You Can't Say. And, you know, one was just called like The Office Checklist. And it was oh, about no. how to be good at work. One of Greg Gutfeld's books was really literally transcripts of his rants from The Five. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I'm reading a novelization of the show The Five. I gotta Fox. say, uh, I can't. Ima- I honestly, when I hear there's a ne- there's a website you can go to on the internet and you can click on a video and find out what Greg Gutfeld's writing process is like. <laughs> Great. I, I mean, there's no price too high. Yeah, they're just uh, giving it away for that type of. Value. Finally. Finally, I, but I, I did read earlier that one of the documentaries is also called Honor Killings in America. <laughs> you, you, know that, you know that big problem that yeah. like, is like going on everywhere that nobody's talking about? Uh, that's finally going to be exposed. I mean, I'm assuming they're not referring to the overwhelming prevalence of uh, husbands and boyfriends killing their wives in this country. No, no, no. Uh, no, after no, breaking up with them. Oh, no, 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 not that. Or during custody disputes and no, things like that. No, it's about No, yeah, yeah, It's about all the honor killings that are yeah, definitely Yeah, the 10% happening. of America that's under Sharia law. <laughs> okay. Finally, before we get into the crown jewel, there was just a quiz show just called Quiz Show with Tom Shalhoub. Ooh. A guy that guy, was- he looks like Andy Daly's death map. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they booked him because, like, whatever just syphilitic or dementia-addled executive thought they were booking Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like a quiz show where Tom Shalhoub uh, gives just like uh, wild, dumb questions to Fox News personalities. Who are up to the challenge of being as idiotic as the questions posed to them. Uh, the, the episode we saw was with uh, Fox biz- a Fox business superstar named like Alexa Navratilopoulos. Some Greek broad, Okay. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of it, she she said, uh, "Oh, speaking of the movie Platoon with Charlie Sheen, she said that was a great book." Yeah, she thought Platoon the, is not yeah, based on a book. Platoon is not a book. She's probably thinking of Apocalypse Now, which is also based on Heart of Darkness. Right. But you know, I mean, I, I highly I, doubt. I, I love, highly doubt she's thinking of that too. I I just want to know what book she was thinking. I honestly, she was probably just assuming it was a book, and she thought she'd sound smart if she said, "Oh, that was I read the book." Okay, which now brings us to the crown jewel. The masterpiece, the, the thing that makes it actually worth subscribing to Fox Nation, which is a series hosted by Maria Bartiromo called First Family that is documentary shorts about, you guessed it, each individual member of the First Family, premiering with the episode that is up you got, now. You want to start with a, like a yeah. real superstar, yeah, okay. someone that everyone loves and wants to hear more about because yeah. you want to sell them on the show. A guy with a symmetrical face, like yeah. someone people leading, love looking leading at. with <laughs> a 40-minute profile of Eric Trump. <laughs> not Don Jr., not even not Don Jr. Not even Don Jr. Eric Trump. Eric. This was honestly one of the most extraordinary 40 minutes of TV I've watched in a long time. We've, we fucked up. This is the first thing we watched. We fucked up. Like, we honestly... Go-bot to Don Jr.'s Transformer. Like, 
to start with this, which was just, it was a tour de force. Like, there wasn't a single boring moment of no, it. No, it was brilliant. It was so, it was like, you know what, if it someone was, who, you know, somehow gained Eric Trump's trust to make a movie about him making fun of him, I don't think they could do a better job no, than this. No, absolutely not. It's basically like if the Dirk Diggler documentary had taken place among New York real estate oafs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it. So, let, let's begin by, um, just, just like some basic observations about how Eric Trump looks. Oh God! Like, good. Oh boy! <laughs> really, really fucking good. Yeah, we were just talking for like an hour after it about how good he looks and how easy it was to eat dinner while watching him. How much we enjoyed the close-ups. Yeah, yeah Felix kept saying, "Like, keep zooming in. I want to see more of that face." <laughs> It was so good, man. Okay. That's my only critique of the documentary. They didn't zoom enough. <laughs> you wanted it to be more like an Errol Morris thing where it was just his face for 40 minutes. Yeah, no I, cut. I want it filmed in 4K. <laughs> like, I was like, is there a VR version of this yeah. that I can enjoy? <laughs> I want to be next to Eric. Okay. Uh, Eric, we all know what Eric's face looks like. Ooh. I mean, I'm not the first person to make this observation, Troubling. but he does look like the perfect fusion of Beavis and Butthead. Yep. yep. He's got like... The, the the sort of like rat like Beavis facial feature, but butthead's like upturned lip and just yeah. sort of butthead mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's like if a regular underwear were a person. Um, he also, since you've probably last seen him, has grown the world's worst beard. <laughs> oh the, God, the, it's like so the bad. worst I've ever seen. Almost Ted Cruz level bad. Just like, so terrible. But but like but because he's got that blonde hair, like when your facial hair is the same color as your flesh. It's, it's, not good. it's not good. You just look not like you good. have something growing, like like your skin is molting. Okay, is what you look uh, like. can we talk about um, just like just how wet and pink his lips look? His lips, Ooh. it looked like he just <laughs> he sleeps with a ring pop in his mouth. It's so bad. His, leg, her, his lips were like Dude. magenta, and then the other real the, like he had two. Uh, he had three areas of really bright color on his otherwise just pallid, vampiric face. And that was his grotesque mouth, lips. And then he had the underside of his eyelids were red. <laughs> and you could, and they were just these violent, like, uh, kind of curves underneath his eyes. It was a nightmare. He, do you think he, it's like he just, like, Put his hand in his infant's diaper and just rubbed it on his face. He's like, I'm getting a documentary made about how cool I am. I need the most pink eye possible. <laughs> like, he looks like, in this documentary, he looks like Vic Berger edited him. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, he's just not good, man. And then the best detail of all like the most like bird brain Facebook guy shit of all time. <laughs> Maria Bart Maria Barton Fink Aroma, as I'm gonna call her now. Barton Fink Aroma interviews him in front of an open bank vault. <laughs> it's so cool. It's so money. Cool. We got money. Yeah. We love money. That's yeah. like the, that is like I the, like to be next to the money at all times. That is like the Facebook guy shit of just like getting your picture taken next to an open bank vault and being like, yo, if you were real rich, you'd live with all the money. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I'd sleep in a big bank vault. Yo, I love seeing the money when I'm making the deals. I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm doing them, baby. 
So he's he got all his ideas about being rich from watching Ducktales. <laughs> and um, so he's being interviewed in front of a bank vault. I also want to make uh, just a point that his um, clothes and suit also looked awful. Awful, <laughs> looked, like awful. looked like shit. And he was wearing a pair of shoes with like a. He was wearing a pair of light brown <laughs> shoes with a with a dark gray suit that made it look like he was had parked his feet in like baguettes or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just hollowed out, made a little bread shoe yeah. for his little piggies <laughs> to just snuggle in. And he's walking around like an absolute asshole, like a, like a chinless, gormless doof walking the halls of Trump Tower. Yeah. And the most amazing thing about this documentary is that it's predicated on what they assume is the self-evident truth. truth. That that Eric Trump is like a business genius and like yeah. corporate wizard, master of the boardroom, biz, like business powerhouse. Yeah, yeah. and like he could not, not just a guy who just literally works for his dad. We it, saw what his work was, dude. Okay, I want to get to that, but yeah, it starts out with him saying. Honestly, I couldn't imagine life any other way. And then, like, that's such a great thing for someone who is born into billions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. I literally couldn't imagine another person's experience. I couldn't imagine my life turning out any differently. There's, yeah, I, me either, I, man. I have a weird feeling of sort of that I'm maybe the only real person on earth and no other humans' lives have any value Maria, outside of my own. Yeah, Maria, the thing is, I feel like I should just, I could kill anyone. I feel like I am God. I, I mean, so Maria, not- if we look out the window and you see those little ants walking and one of them stopped moving, would you feel anything? I mean, Maria, the thing is, every morning when I wake up, I think about killing a cabbie with a crossbow. <laughs> so uh, Maria starts by asking him about his childhood. And it was honestly almost like the scene in Blade Runner where he was like, you want me to talk about Ivanka? I'll tell you about Ivanka. <laughs> uh, he starts out by saying... Uh, Donald, his father, wasn't the typical let's go play ball in the yard, dad. <laughs> he was a let's go to a 70-story construction site and, I don't know, throw cinder blocks at the striking Polacks <laughs> who, who we've shipped over in a fucking crate uh, and are not going to pay to do the wiring in, on this, in this building. <laughs> oh, and we, we... I like how Don Sr. is only in this documentary once interacting with Eric. Like he, oh, there's it's, other it's footage so of funny. him. Yeah, they're, they're, okay, like he comes into an office with Ivanka and Eric, at, just again totally play acting at like doing work. Yeah, yeah. So and, holding a mic, holding, holding a phone, a and just Bam, like bye, bye, looking south. at a computer screen and just like nodding. Yeah. And what is he like? He walks in and he's just like, "All right, see you later." <laughs> he's like, yes, doing great in here. All right, bye. <laughs> it's, oh man! And, and Felix, as you pointed out, for a work of just. Pure propaganda for Trump. They really way too many shots of Trump in profile. Not good. <laughs> yeah. Real, real, not, and, real and bad. Don Junior in yeah. profile. Yeah, like, chinless. Can, like, can you get the worst possible <laughs> angle of this guy's family? Okay, Maria uh, Barton Fincaroma says, uh, "Tell me about your mom." And the first thing he says is, "She's an incredible athlete." <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? All, all right. Asked- so one thing about my mom for sure, she has incredibly powerful thighs and quadriceps. I'm regular, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> she asked him, "What did you learn from your mom?" And he and she goes, "She's a disciplinarian." You know, we were opening doors. There was manners. She she enforced discipline. So you know, the mom because obviously his dad didn't notice or talk to him right, at all. Was, so yeah. like obviously his mom was mostly involved in raising him along with probably what I'm assuming is five hundred a, a household staff, many of whom he dissected yeah. out of boredom. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he goes. Uh, 
you know, and she Maria Barton Fincaroma says, "What does she think of you know your father?" And he says, "If you ask her, she will tell you he's the greatest president ever." And that's a lot coming from an ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, another thing of like we were also noticing again with like the family shots of like at the White House, dude. I really hope. I'm going to keep the subscription long enough to see their whole run of this season because I really want there to be both a Jared episode but yes. also a Baron episode. Oh, God, yes. We, like, we need to know more about Baron. His limbs are so long. <laughs> he is Slenderman. Baron, Baron's episode, because he'll get... I mean, he's just... He's the most powerful Trump kid. Like, he'll demand how they make it. It'll be the first anime ever on Fox Nation Network. Just by the way, parenthetically, I just found this out recently. There is a... On the keyboards, <laughs> there is a cue belief... That Baron Trump has just been secretly declared the world's youngest ever chess grandmaster. <laughs> <laughs> secretly, he's done this in secret. Of course. Why? Why would it? Why keep it secret? Uh, it wouldn't look fair. You know, it would look like it was. Uh, yeah, that's like that movie like, First Kid. Well, you know, it just it looks like they're trying to curry favor with the administration or something, so they have to do I it see. secretly. Okay. I mean, I also like the conspiracy that Steve Bannon is Baron Trump from the future. I love that one. <laughs> that one coming f- back to make America great. Okay, so there's a, another great part where he's telling Maria about how growing up, like you know, he w- he would go to he would work on construction sites. I'm sure. Oh yeah. And he said, you know, working teaches you to grow up. And when you work long, hard hours, you wake up at seven and you get home at five. You don't have time to go do drugs. He literally he literally says that, and like. I, I, again, we are. They show you what his working day is like <laughs> in, in this movie, and he he is not doing shit. He's not like he's not even doing a crossword puzzle. So what desk. they do is, and this is this is very obviously what they do is that they show they have him walk through different Trump businesses, like and the way that they talk to him and introduce him to stuff. It's very clearly he's never been there before. They go to the Trump winery in Virginia, and they're standing in there, and they're explaining to him how they make the wine, and he's like, uh, uh, and then later on, he's cheering and drinking, and like, wow, this has so many notes. This has so many flavors. Wait, it's he, amazing. He was married He was married at the Trump winery to his amazing yeah. wife, Laura, so right. I guess he had, he had been there before. Right, but like, he doesn't, but not in a business capacity. No, of course not. And, and that's all of them. He wanders in, and, and they always show him shaking hands with a line of employees, like the groundskeepers, and you know they just brought them in there for that one minute, and then they had to lead him down the fucking line and like have a fucking fish line tied to his wrist to make him be <laughs> able to fucking <laughs> shake all their hands. So it's all fake, and they do, he does one bit of executive business in the thing, and that is they lead him into a room at the Trump Magazine headquarters because he's got to pick the cover of the new Trump magazine. Trump magazine, of course, they did try to make an actual magazine that you could buy in newsstands. That failed. Now they have something they call Trump magazine that's just a thing that's at their uh, resorts and stuff. But So they have four pictures and they have them lied out on a table and the woman who's in charge of it says, here's some ideas. And then she says, and we were thinking of going with this Chicago one. We think that would look very good, don't you think, Eric? And he goes, "Yeah, I think so. I think we do the Chicago one." And then so, he, they high five. And then five. they high five. <laughs> it's it's like a child. It's like leading a child through a business. And like they're like, "What are we going to do to show the 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 business acumen of 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 corporate genius, Eric Trump?" And the answer is lead him into a room and have him pick one of four pictures. 
that they already had picked and clearly like led him to the one. Well, well, uh, the shot after that is he's at his desk, which has a minion on it. By yep. the way, yes, not that is true. Yeah, we we've got minions, folks. Right. And yeah. he's calling. We, spot, we got a minion at twelve o'clock. He's calling into like some Wisconsin shitheads conservative radio show to like campaign for Scott Walker. <laughs> clearly, and. When he's on hold, the Top Gun. No, like the intro zone. music is danger zone. And Eric goes, "Wow, I like the music. How do you get Kenny Loggins in my phone? This is so cool. Like, I want. He's such a fucking bird brain. I want like the the parts with him and Laura, Lara, Lara, Lara. Fucking cares. Yeah. Um, I want to go back though to when he was talking about um the the values that his and discipline that both his parents instilled in him. He said every day when he left for school when he was six, Donald would say, "No drinking, no drugs, no smoking, and do your homework." And he was like, "I don't even know what smoking was." Yeah. Which clearly indicates that his father had no consideration for who he actually was. Or it was like, "What are you? Fourteen? I'm nine. Okay, whatever. Don't do any drugs. I mean, that is wear a condom." <laughs> because when Eric is talking about things his dad has told him, Felix pointed out, again, it's like like when we did the Dan Pfeiffer book, all of the glimpses you get of Obama low-key show his utter contempt for the people around him in that he's tossing off like the most canned, he just says, son, you got to do what you love, which again is an incredible thing for like if you're in a family of billionaires to <laughs> say, like you actually don't have to do anything. You could literally just not work. But uh I want to talk about my favorite line in the whole thing. He's talking about how when you work, you know, a serious seven to five job. <laughs> Woo, uh, that's not even that long. I mean, that's like a that's a full work day. Seven yeah, but five. it's not that. It's not crazy hours. Like, like, rich guys always say, oh, I work a hundred hour weeks. He's basically like, yeah, no. And by the way, if you're done at work at five. You have plenty of time to do drugs. So and he's you can like, do drugs at work. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, so when you work a real job, it teaches you to grow up and it gives you discipline and you don't have time or energy to go party and do drugs. And then he says this line. Half of the people I knew in New York turned out to be disasters. No disrespect to them. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah. And it's so cool because, I mean, A, just that is like, that's the only like little flake of his dad in him where like his dad's cool personality where he's like, you know, one of my best friends, but he's a complete loser and a failure and he sucks and everything he does fails. That's like Eric has a little bit of that, but it's also like, Easy for you to say when you were literally treated like a baby everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like you literally go into your office and people are like, "What picture do you like, Eric?" And then, I like the Chicago one. And then after Eric says, "Yeah, like half the people I knew were dis- no disrespect to them," uh, Maria asks him. She says, "Children of successful people usually aren't so successful. They don't have that fire in the belly." And then she sort of laughs and goes. So what happened here? <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, what did happen here, Maria? Yeah, genetically. Yeah, gene- I'm thinking genetically. What caused this? <laughs> this but absolute like, again, just nobody, zero, who is, his entire CV is worked for father. Never yeah. did anything his own, on his own. Nothing. Well, I mean, the part, I think the part with Lara is like, that's, it, it's the best uh, the best summary of Eric as a person because it's just like they're the two dullest fucking oh my people God. that ever lived. Yeah, they're sitting there they're, they're with their... He- I mean, no, the kids, it's not his fault, but they have a very ugly child. 
<laughs> they're sitting there on the on the floor with them, and they're, and they're just talking about what they like. And we like nature, and we love to be together in our house. And we <laughs> like Felix to, said that the family interview was like recording census data. Yeah. <laughs> like there are two, two adults live in this home with a child under two. Right. They, they, there was there's a part where like yeah, she's like, you know, we love coming to this house because it's big. And it's not in the city, and it's great to get away from the city and be in the house. We love being with our kid. <laughs> and, and, like, their dog somehow yeah. has a blank expression on its face. <laughs> no, the do- they, they, had, they had a baby in one arm and their dog in the other. The dog looked stuffed. It looked like yeah. his eyes were marbles or something. Yeah. The, the dog looked as stupid as them. They yeah. actually have a dumb dog. It's yeah. true. Dumb family. It's true what they say about how people's pets like resemble them, because this is... <laughs> the least personality I've ever they're like there are cop dogs who have far more you know personality what do- you know what the dog, dog looked like it looked like one of those dogs that's head goes bobbles and you put it on like a car dashboard and <laughs> its head just goes up and down that's what their fucking dog looked like well you know what happens is the dog sort of ra- goes uh, it raises itself or lowers itself to the standard of the family I mean the dog showed up Looked around, I was like, okay, I have to put in zero effort here. This is great. I could just coast. Yeah. They, I forgot. There's one other thing where they show his business acumen and his, his value to the family. And that is when they're touring one of the absolutely hideous <laughs> Trump properties. These things, these just <laughs> sterile, off. They look like an art museum in Boca Raton. <laughs> just this absolute shit, just chintzy Chintzy material, Roman columns everywhere. Ro- like, just I, the most bird brain. Like, ha- damn. Like, like, there's no. There was a scene. There's shit. a scene of him where, like, where it's supposed to be like emulating like the library or study of a great manor. Yeah. All the books clearly fake. Just Made like, of like, no, no, they, just like it's like wallpaper basically. But in this big study and library, there are probably like half a dozen TVs all tuned to the golf channel. Yeah. <laughs> That's the real culture, <laughs> yeah. Western civilization. Yeah. But so he's in one of the rooms and it looks like shit, and he goes. Yeah, when we were building this, we were building this property together. Uh, I said we got to get the best beds. So I said to our people, I said we got to go to all our properties and we got to find the best beds. And so that was him trying to think of his contribution to the family. It's like the reason I I I am entitled to you know fifty percent of the skimmed profits from a half dozen illegal Bulgarian casinos my dad's crooked friends have is because one time I said we should have nice beds. He he's just like. There is this part where Lara is talking about their first date where they didn't order food, food for three hours because they were talking so much. And it's like, what was that conversation? Oh, God, I <laughs> I, sometimes, you know, one of my favorite things to listen to when I do activities is music. Oh, my God, me too. You know, the best thing about a restaurant is you can get your food and you don't even have to, you don't know where it comes from, but it comes out and you can get some food after that. You can even get a drink. Wow, this, this guy is smart. Like, it just the blandest people i've ever seen but again this is this is like alan partridge like oh, the crew might as well be oh, making fun of him and That's... i think there has to have been like one guy in the crew who's like look at this asshole I you mean, know like the only thing that could have made it better is if he just said to maria uh, barton Finkaroma, let's get out of here i know an amazing owl sanctuary <laughs> but um i just like i want to underscore like other than the things he says, uh, my my favorite thing about this that we're trying to communicate is how much footage there is of him pantomiming work and like being in Trump Tower, and there are so many shots of him just walking, looking like an absolute asshole. Just like, uh, so what do you do here, Eric? Yeah, I walk. I walk places. I put the phone to my head. I look at screens. I do a lot of looking at things. And it's just like, <laughs> that, like this is what he does of a day. 
He just looks at things. And then, as Matt mentioned, every property, they have to bring out the whole staff. Never seen this guy before. And he has to come in and give them the lecture like, you guys are doing an amazing job. You guys are doing the best job in the world. I see some of you maybe lost a few hairs, maybe even got a few gray hairs, but you're doing wonderfully. Yeah, it's weird how you're aging so poorly, uh, doing backbreaking labor with no health insurance. Anyway, back to my golden helicopter. (laughs) I mean, this will... It will make you a third worldist, really. And yet, plenty of people are going to, I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't know how many people are going to watch this. Some of them are going to watch it and presumably enjoy it, which is really the whole thing what I kept thinking. How could you get any pleasure out of this? Because I it's understand baffling. on a basic level why, why what, what is activated in the reptilian teacot brain about most Fox programming. You know, the blood and thunder stuff about immigrants, like the two minutes hate for all the evil Democrats, uh, you know, uh, uh, juicing all of their anxieties and, 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 and getting them sexually aroused with a little bit of, you know, a sexy Megyn Kelly clone with, a, with a mini, mini teeth. Yeah, with a mini skirt. I get that. And I understand that they now all are cult-like, psychotically devoted to the Trump family, and they worship them all. They think that they are like the Merovingian bloodline. But what are you getting out of this? Like, there's no political uh, element, really. There's no, there's no bloody shirt. There's not really any sex appeal. I mean, you see Lara's feet no, a few wrong. times. Wrong. You see Lara's feet wrong. a few times. So <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about Eric. If no, you're into that, there's a couple of feet shots. But it's just this idiot ch- man child talking about how much he enjoys eating dinner with his family. <laughs> and also, I want to I want to stress too, Maria Barton Fincaroma disappears for like long stretches of this for just essentially what is an advertisement for Trump properties. Yes. Where like Eric takes you takes you a tour of the winery. Yep. He gives you a tour of like some other awful you know hotel property. Right. Yeah, and uh, you, you too can be part of this. It was it was amazing. It's great. It was so good. And then we were like talking about like obviously they got to have a Don Junior episode. Got it. They got to have an Ivanka episode. The capo di tutti copy. We need a Jared episode. Need a Jared episode. There definitely will not be a Tiffany episode. No, no, no way. Which is a heinous heinous oversight. We need more Tiffany, in my opinion. So much more. Yeah, but she's a wild card. They don't want to put her on camera. They don't know what'll happen. Yeah, they don't know what she'll say. She's yeah. gonna. She'll. She'll. I, she. One of these days, she's gonna pull like a Charlize Theron and the Devil's Advocate moves and just like, <laughs> lose oh her God. shit in a public. She's gonna show up at like the State of the Union naked and come with fucking <laughs> runes or something. Uh, <laughs> Trump's like, all right. Well, that's why I had two daughters. You know, you have one. This is my dad told me this. If you have one daughter. They the rune thing happens to them. You don't have another one. They have Ivanka and Ivanka. Don't we love? We love how she's never going to get covered in runes. We love it. We lo- she's never going to get stigmata. Ivanka will never be cursed by you know the pact that I made with Satan. And it's it's great. More and more people are saying that you know they're going to have two daughters and they're calling me the two daughter president because the toughest man I'd ever seen in his life. He had one daughter eighteen years ago and he came to me with tears in my eye, in his eyes and he said. Don, you know, I, I knock on wood. My daughter, she hasn't been accursed by the. She hasn't been bleeding or naked in a public setting yet. But we just had another one because of what you said about the two daughters. 
She's and fantastic. It's great. Yeah, no, you always she was, him talking. A, she was born with a cowl over her face. She's going to be fantastic. No, you got, Dude, that's oh, his testimony to Robert Mueller. <laughs> well, I can't do anything with this. You're innocent. But I do hope they do have. I do want them to have a, a Jared episode, and I want it to be scored by Klezmer music the entire time. <laughs> but um, again, and we were, we we're like sort of talking about this uh, overall, though. Eric and Don Jr., but Don Jr. specifically. Has there ever been a dumber person in public life than Don and Eric? And we said no. You would have to go back to like inbred monarchy. Yeah, yeah we said Wilhelm II. Second. <laughs> yeah. the last one. No, to find someone somebody, as stupid. You as need these somebody people. who had it when they were born had a fifty percent chance of getting hemophilia. You need somebody with that deep fucking Habsburg bloodline to get anyone this fucking stupid. It's really impressive. I, in the line of even like, because there have been a plenty of presidential sort of fail sons and fail children and fail relatives who just sort of hang around like dingleberries like Roger Clinton and Billy Carter, yeah. uh, Patty Davis, all of them fucking geniuses compared to both of these dullards. Yeah, like, and when we say public figures, for me personally, I don't even just mean like political. I mean, like, I think Brian Silva is smarter than Eric and Don <laughs> Jr. Can He's you, a musician. Can you, can you? I mean, Billy Carter. He fucking put his name on Billy Beer, which was a classic American thing. Like, if fucking Eric Trump tried to capitalize on his name and did some disgusting energy drink that he like got from fucking you know Ukraine and had contaminated Chernobyl water <laughs> in it, and fifty five thousand people's hair fell out when they drank it. Yeah, I mean, just what a dude, what a family, what a, yeah, <laughs> what what a family. family. May they reign for a thousand years. <laughs> they're all, you know, they're all so hot. They're but all. But like sexy. we said, uh, Ivanka had all the plastic surgery to make her not look like Donald Trump. Yep. So she's less hot than Tiffany. Yeah, well, yeah, I was, I was. <laughs> yeah, more, the, the closer you look to Donald Trump, the hotter you yeah, are. Yeah, dude, I used to want to fuck Ivanka. Now she looks nothing like her dad. No, <laughs> thank know, you. These guys, you know, those guys, the Trump fans now, the the, the death cult. They're thinking the way that de- Democrats used to about the Kennedys before they started their heads started exploding. They were they were like, dude, JFK. Eight years of JFK. Then eight years of RFK. Then eight years of Teddy. They're thinking that way. They're thinking Donald. Donald Jr. Eric, Ivanka, they're 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 thinking thousand year Reich of these these morons. I mean, and it's not like the Kennedys were the sharpest tools, right? In the not at all. But like, yeah. even Edward Kennedy, the fucking alcoholic, ended up like having a successful Senate career. Imagine you just plop Eric in the Senate. What happens? <laughs> Like what? What happened? Do we like what, what? Like we ended up accidentally like ceding half the territory of the U.S. to China, which he actually ac- would be a good. He move. accidentally refunds the Louisiana Purchase, <laughs> and like two thirds of America would go back to France. He would. He would uh, have a Chappaquiddick, but it would involve him locking himself in the trunk of his car and somehow <laughs> going off the bridge. <laughs> They're like, yeah, yeah, it's the Trump curse. They're just so unlucky after they all jammed forks into electrical outlets. It's just so unlucky. How could it happen to anyone? Oh, the tragic death of the president, the death of a president. Why would the Secret Service leave him alone in the Oval Office with that laundry bag? (laughs) Oh, so, uh, in conclusion, uh, do we know if Trump is dead or not yet? Oh, oh I yeah, I haven't, I haven't checked. checked, I, haven't checked yeah. I don't think so. I think things would have blown up if yeah. they had. Uh, let's check in again, with the, uh, let's, yo, let's check in with rogue White House staffer. <laughs> they would know. Just uh, breaking news here: President uh, still may or may not be dead. Again, we'll we'll bring you more updates. It's on not this. trending, so I don't think it happened. We'll no. bring you more updates on this as it happens um, tomorrow. Uh, right now, yeah. But uh, um, so I guess I guess Donald Trump not dead, but. 
again, closing thoughts. What a family. What a streaming service. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, what are the best? Up. Everyone sign up. Everyone Wonderful. Sign up. Let's all enjoy it. Let's have viewing parties for every show. <laughs> we love to see it. Yeah. Uh, so let's put put a bow on it. I think that about does it. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, don't subscribe to Fox News. I'm canceling it when my 30-day free thing is up. What, what if they have a Jared one? Uh, excuse me. Uh, you're you're going you're gonna to say no to Tiffany Dash's crush party or Stacey Dash's crush party? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll, you know what? I always say I'm going to cancel these things, but I never fucking do. Yeah. So I'll probably stick around with Fox Nation. I'm sure like... Yeah, sure you got get... AOL uh, hours sitting around your apartment. <laughs> uh, I need to see Steve Ducey's cooking show, though. I yeah. actually do want to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. so we'll, we'll, we'll fill you in on some more uh, details on Fox Nation. I'm sure Virgil will love the quiz show game. Oh, yeah. He, he will master it. Yeah. Oh, he, these, he... these questions are elementary. <laughs> they are the easiest questions I've ever seen. It was like the Celebrity Jeopardy sketch on uh, SNL. I mean, they were fucking... They were multiple choice. And there were three choices, yeah, not even four. Fo out of here, please. Yeah. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. See ya.